بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته before we talk about the chapter we have tonight probably you have heard the incident which is have which happened in this masjid that Imam Rahimahullah passed away. Most of us will say he is one of the people and daily there are a lot of people are dying and living this dunya. I'm not here to discuss the case of the death of the Imam but actually every Muslim should not let such incidents or event goes like this without thinking that today or yesterday was the turn of the Imam maybe today or tomorrow or the day after tomorrow will be my turn so am I ready? am I ready to go and leave this dunya? is that the case that we are dying? that's a fact, nobody can deny it but the case is that we, what, how are we going to leave this dunya? What are the deeds that we are carrying with us to the judgment day? As you know, as soon as the person dies, then no more good deeds to be done. No more bad deeds to be done. Halas. His book will be closed. Except for those exceptions Muhammad sallallahu told us about. But the case is here is that whenever a person dies, his book is closed in this point. So, just ask yourself, let me ask myself, each one of us will ask himself, am I ready? Am I ready to go? Am I ready to leave this dunya? Is that the case of what my children are going to do, or what my people are going to do? How is my business going to work? How is that? These things are not the case. The case is, what am I going to carry with me to the grave? Because what am I going to carry with me, what I am going to carry with me to the grave is the case. That's going to be, if it's good, then the grave will be paradise. If it's not good, grave will be another part of Jahannam. So, do not let an incident like this goes like this. Think of it. The angel of death came and picked up, picked up the soul of the Imam. He could come also and pick up my soul or your soul. That's natural. Again to say, is that the case of leaving this dunya is a problem? The case is what are we going to carry from this dunya? In the hadith, if the person dies, three things will follow him to the grave. His money, his family, his deeds. Two will go back. The family and the money will go back. Only the deeds will go with you to the grave. Don't think those people have made fancy graves. Not to the grave. 
that will not affect them at all. They will not get benefit of it at all. Because actually they are not moving from this dunya to another grave which is the best part of this dunya. No. We see, we see it a part of this dunya, but actually it is not. It is another life. Totally another life. Different, different life. You cannot measure it to our life. And the proofs are a lot. One of them to say that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that if the person who is buried is a good Muslim, his grave will be enlarged, expanded for him. And if he is bad, person, kafir or hypocrite or so on, his grave will be squeezed on him. Go and see the graveyard now. Do you see this graveyard expand? Do you? No. If we put a camera into the grave and see what will happen to this person who is dead already, will we see any of this torture or ease? No. Why? Why? We are sure 100% we have a certain dogma that this will happen. There is going to be torture or is in the grave. We have no doubt about that. Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us about that. You know, how, 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 how can we just see it? Why don't we see this? Because it is different, it is totally different life. We always say, we always say that never compare, <coughs> never measure the barzakh life to our life, never measure the barzakh life to the judgment day life. Each one of these three lives has different system. They cannot be immediate to each other. So this incident must remind us that we are in this dunya living temporarily. For certain time. Could it be one day? Could it be 100 years? Could it be more? Could it be less? Nobody knows. But one day we leave. And whoever is traveling will reach. No one is traveling all his life. Or all of this dunya. Every day you, you live, it means you are adding to your age which is already finished and taking from your age which is coming. Every day. So if you have one million days to live, as an example, today is finished, so you have lost, lost one. You have lost one from your future days. So you are walking. Whether quickly or, or slowly, but you will reach your end. That to say, just put in mind, what are you carrying with you from this dunya? More money, more luxury, more fancy life will not be at all good for you in the grave. In fact, it could be also the vice versa. It could be punishment in the grave, na'udhu billah. That's just to remind myself and you brothers about the case of death. Tonight we are discussing, inshallah, the case of chapter number 42, which is having a rival with Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. The author, Rahimahullah, as you can see, we already discussed and talked about the case of polytheism before. But now he is talking about it again, but in different angles from different point of view. Why? Because this is a very important case and it is the worst sin that human being could do so it's no problem to repeat talking about it once and twice and three times and more than that. Because it is a case that it could break totally all our good deeds in this dunya as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book 
إن الله لا يغفر أن يشرك به ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء الله تبارك وتعالى will never he promised سبحانه وتعالى will never forgive those people who die with polytheism and also every good deed they have done it in this dunya is nullified fruitless voided by polytheism ولقد أوحي إليك وإلى الذين من قبلك لئن أشركت ليحبطن عملك. That directed to Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم just to remind us we poor Muslims that this is a dangerous case. That if Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم already told by Allah تبارك وتعالى that if you يا محمد ever make polytheism all your good deeds will be in vain. That's Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم he will never do shirk but just the case that Allah wants to remind us clearly. Give us a strong warning from falling into polytheism. And also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us already that He forbids Jannah, paradise, for those people who die with polytheism. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ And also, He told us in the same ayah that whoever dies with polytheism, Jahannam will be His own place to live forever. إنه من يشرك بالله فقد حرم الله عليه الجنة ومأواه النار so don't be amazed if the author رحمه الله comes back again and again to the case of polyhism because he is giving it from this one angle this time then he comes from the other angle other angle just trying to explain more and more to the Muslims so they will be aware of it so they will not fall into it likewise what doctors do now they just try to tell people to avoid certain things so they will be not be they will not have this such and such sickness so they give a lot of advertisements a lot of discussions a lot of research this and that just to warn people not to fall into this such and such case of sickness. Of course, sickness in the body will end up with dying and that's everybody will die. But sickness with the heart means he is not going to die, but his heart will die, his deen will die. And that's a big case. He started this chapter with an ayah, but let's ask a question here. What is the relation between this chapter and the book of Tawheed? This chapter is talking about setting up rivals to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala this is polytheism and polytheism is the opposite of monotheism so there is the relation the first case he discussed in here is the ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in surah al-Baqarah فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ don't set up rivals with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wait the case is here is not this part of the ayah because this is only a part of ayah let's go in from the beginning of the ayat which is this is the case he said subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning of the ayah ya ayyuhannas and when you hear ya ayyuhannas in quran usually he is talking to everybody including the kafirs 
When you hear, Ya Yuhalladina Amanu, he is talking to the believers only. Now, Allah SWT is saying in this ayah, Ya Yuhalladina Yani, all mankind, Abudu Rabbakum. Worship your Lord. Worship your Lord. Alladhi khalaqakum, the one who created you. Walladhi namin kaafikum, the people before you. La'allakum tattakoon. Alladhi ja'allakum al-arda firashan. He made the earth for you good to be living in. Wassamaa binaan. He made the sky for you, in top of you, to cover you. Until he said in the last of the ayah, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا Ah, so if he is giving you all of these, all of these benefits, all of these graces, then don't, don't worship someone with Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala or instead of Allah. Naturally, naturally if you tell someone that a guy came to a company and he signed a contract to work with, for a certain salary. After he signed his contract, he went to another company and started to work with them. But in the end of the month, he comes to this company and says, give me my salary. Where was he to him? He was taken to jail. He called police for him. You signed a contract and you ran away and you come to ask also for salary? وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلِ الْأَعْلَىٰ Allah created us. And He gave us every grace on us. He gave us our life. He gave us our money. He gave us our strength, our sight, our everything in us from Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we, unfortunately, some human being, some mankind, worship someone else. Some Muslims, they don't worship Allah as, as they're supposed to do. What would the company do if this person came and worked for the company but one, two, three hours and he runs away every day? They will you don't deserve the salary. You are always only two or three hours. That's all. You are supposed to have seven hours or eight hours. Some Muslims is like this. Some Muslims are like this. They want Jannah. They want the, 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 to satisfy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with one salah, two salah, and salam. Khalas, finish. That's all the things he's doing. Deen to him is just to go and pray once or twice with Jama'ah and uh, other salah maybe later on. Especially Al-Fajr, you know, he's uh, tired and he's been spending the most of the night and this and that and there and here. Then he comes so tired, then he sleeps, then Allah, Al-Fajr, Badin. Then he says, Ya Allah, give me Jannah. Same thing for this person who comes to the company, working for one, two, three hours a day, then he comes and gives me full salary. Didn't you dare deduct one single relax of my salary? If this is not possible for a human being, what about Allah, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, who created us? Forgive us all of these things. So in this ayah, clearly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, taking the evidence of creating us and giving us all of these graces to tell us that we must worship him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayuhal nasu abudu rabbakum, alladhi khalaqakum, walladhina min qabrikum. And he said, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادَ This ayah is here. So those ones who are doing this really are out of their minds. When Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent with this message of Islam to Arabs in that time, they were amazed that he is asking them to worship Allah only. <coughs> As Allah told us in his holy book, 
أجعل الآلهة إلها واحدة إن هذا لشيء عجاب. They are amazed now. They think that Muhammad is making all the gods as one god. It's that. Cannot be. Why? Because they have already lived with this. Just because their parents and their grandfathers and so on, they have been doing this, they want to do the same. Worship so many gods. Quraysh used to worship three gods. As an example, these are major ones. Hubal, Allah, Al-Uzza. Some other Arabs, they are worshiping some other gods. And so on. What about Allah? Allah for them is something you cannot reach him unless you go through this God. ما نعبدهم إلا ليقربونا إلى الله زلفا. They are putting them in the, in the, in the middle, intermediate. They go to Allah through this. So they worship this, so they will go take their worship to Allah سبحانه وتعالى. إيش هذا؟ Who is a person with a, with a mind, correct mind, will do this? But that's it. That's it. If Quraysh was doing this, and they were in Jahannam, those ones who did not accept Islam like Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab, and the others, where were those Muslims who were going to this Khalandar Baba, to this grace, to these dead people, and ask them instead of Allah, saying, we cannot reach Allah because we are sinful people. So we go through these people. Subhanallah al What is the difference between this and between what Quraysh is used to say? ما نعبدهم إلا ليقربونا إلى الله زلفا And in the other ayah, Allah told us about them, they say, هؤلاء شفعاؤنا عند الله. آه. They make شفاعه for us. هبل, the stations, اللات, the other stations, العزة, منات, so on, so many stations. Some of them in the, in the Kaaba itself, some of them outside. They are the شفعاء, the intercessors for them. They make intercession to Allah تبارك وتعالى because they say we cannot reach Allah directly. We have to go through this. While Allah clearly سبحانه وتعالى says in the Holy Book, وقال ربكم ادعوني ادعوني call me call me أستجيب لكم. Did he say call me through such and such? Did he did he say call me through Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم? No. يعني if we are not allowed to call Allah through Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. Are we allowed to call Allah through other people who are less, a lot less than Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Even if they are pious. They are pious, yes, fantastic. They are pious and they are good, Jazamallah We just make dua for them. But we don't go and ask them or ask Allah through them. So in the year, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala clearly telling us, after He gave us the evidences from our Allah that He created us and gave us all these races, He is telling us, don't, don't fit up rivals. With Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Rivals are the same, yani, people who are the same level. Unfortunately, some Muslims are putting these rivals higher than Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. If they are Muslims, actually. Take an example, we say our Shia, Rafiwa, Imams, Jafar, whoever they call them. They think that their Imams are higher than Allah. Whether they say it by tongue or they say it by their actions. How is that? Prove it easy. Ask a Shia guy to swear by Allah while he is lying. He will do that. No problem. Ask him to swear while he is lying by Hussein or Ali. He won't do that. Because Ali and Abu Talib and Hussein for him are more great than Allah Taala. Greater than Allah Taala to them. Billah, which is really very dangerous. Same thing for some extremist Sufis. They do the same. 
ابن عباس رضي الله عنه رضي الله عنهما sorry because the story رضي الله عنه means one guy but we are saying that ابن عباس two of them are sahaba so you should say رضي الله عنهما two of them طيب he said explaining this ayah الانداز هو الشرك rivals means polyhism يعني taking the rivals means polyhism then he explained this polyhism which is very dangerous case the Muslim should really be so careful and afraid it is can't be seen and here gave an example of an ant walking in a dark night on a black stone or rock imagine it again an ant what color of the ant? have you seen a white ant? maybe there's a white ant but he's talking about the ant which is famous in time of him Black ant or dark brown ant on a black stone in a dark night. Who will see that? Can't be seen. Then polarism is the same almost. And we're talking here in the special case of polarism we'll talk about later on. And he gave some examples by swearing by Allah and someone else together. I don't know, some other Muslims, yeah, some other countries, they do it different way, but I have seen it or heard it from some brothers, some Arabian countries, they, call, they, they make it directly to Muhammad sallam. they say, Nabi. Wa in Arabic means, swear, as Allah said in his holy book, wal wal-layl, wal-shams, and so on. Wa in Arabic means, if it comes with the name, it means swear. Wallahi. Correct? Swear. But some people, they swear and they gather and they make same, they make equality between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and some other things. Wallahi wa hayatak. Wallahi and your life. He swears by your life, by your head, by your parents, by your children and so on. All of these are not allowed in Islam and it's the apologism. Also he gave another example of Putting the reasons are the independent protectors. He gave an example of the dog, watchdog. He says because of the watchdog, the, the, the thieves couldn't come to the house. Or because of the ducks, thieves couldn't come. Ducks, you know, ducks, if they see someone coming, they make out of noise. So, because of these dust, the, the thieves cannot come in. Now, in here, they are equalizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the dog, a'udhu billah, or with the dust. We can't say this. We cannot say this. This is polyhism. Yes, we are required, we are saying that these are reasons, valid reasons. Be, ca- be careful. Remember when we talk about polyhism, we say, if someone is using a correct reason, as a reason, but the protector is Allah, there's no problem. If you say, I was cured by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and also because of the medicine, that's fine. Because medicine is a valid reason, isn't it? But if he says, I was cured because of Allah and because of the ta'weez, amulet, which is containing anything, XO, XO, and these things, that's not a valid reason. So this is polyhism. And if he thinks that this amulet 
is the, re, is, is the original case of protecting him, this is major shit. And he's excluded, excluded from Islam. But if you think it's only the reason, then you will say, this is not valid reason, this is not minor policies. Another example of the Abbas said, or if someone says to someone, it's all because of you, if you will and Allah will, or if Allah will and you will. We said and in here cannot be accepted. Because and, or the word Arabic wa, the letter Arabic wa, you and I, means we are equal. Ahmed and Ali, equal. But if you say, you then I, then there is a equal, right? You first, then I. Ahmed, then Ali. Thumma in Arabic, which is then in English, is the case. You say, all because of Allah Taala, then you. Okay, that you are not making equality. They are not the same. But if he says, all because of Allah and you, ah, here's the problem. He's putting them together, the same. So what should I say? Okay, we have two hadiths from Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with this case. One of them is saying, say, MashaAllah wahda. Only Allah, that's it. Don't mention anybody else. It's all because of Allah. This is because of the grace of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Not because I am smart, or because this guy, or because that. It's all because of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But if you want to put someone in the case, say, then. Because of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, then you. So there is sequence in here, and they are not the same level. <coughs> This hadith narrated by Ibn Abi Hatim and it is uh, said to be good chain by Sheikh bin Baz rahimahullah. The second hadith is narrated to Abdullah bin Umar. I think he mentioned it correctly or? <coughs> yeah, they said he is Umar bin Khattab which is in, uh, incorrect. It should be Abdullah bin Umar bin Khattab. The son of Umar bin Khattab. But there is a mistake in the even the Arabic uh, book is mistaken, but correct should be Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab. He said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, meaning what he said, whoever swears by someone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is a kafir or he is a mushrik. And kafir and mushrik will lead to the same case, out of Islam. Now, we remember and we usually say that Swearing by someone other than Allah Ta'ala, it is a minor shirk or a minor kufr also. How come he's saying that he's a kafir in here? Because in Arabic when you say kafir, it's not the same as you say al-kafir. Kafirun is not the same as al-kafirun. Why? Al-kafirun with al means khalas. They are out of Islam total. Al-mushrikun. But mushrik, kafir without al, yani the then it, is, it could be minor, it could be major. Swearing in here, as we said, we gave an example of Shia just minutes ago. If someone swears by someone other than Allah Ta'ala, thinking that he is the same greatest of Allah or higher than Allah, then it is major shirk. So Shia actually, when they swear by Ali ibn Abi Talib or by Hussein, they believe that they are higher than Allah, whether they say it or not. Then this is major polarism, they are out of Islam. Some of the extremist Sufis, I'm not saying Sufis, because some people will say, why you are pushing them to Sufis? I'm saying extremist ones. They swear by their sheikh, or by, by their leaders, and so on, 
And they think they are higher than Allah because they think they know what is in their mind. Ask some of these extremist ones, do you think that your sheikh knows what is in your mind? They will say yes. My sheikh always tells me what is in my mind. A'udhu billah. A'udhu billah. This is major kufr. Why? Because he is contradicting Quran. He is contradicting the words of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly told us in his holy book, Qul, Sayyya Muhammad, La ya'lamu man fi al-samawati wal-ardi al-ghayba illa Allah. Only Allah knows the ghayb. What is in my mind is ghayb. Unseen. How come he knows what is in my mind? That's impossible. So if someone thinks that his shaykh knows what is in his mind, that's a big problem. This is a major kufr because he is contradicting Quran. He is nullifying this ayah. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, although he is the best person ever walked on earth, still he doesn't know the right. He said so, he said so. Allah told subhanahu wa ta'ala about him in the holy book, لو كنت أعلم الغيبة لاستكثرت من الخير. ولو كنت أعلم الغيبة. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this, if I knew the, the unseen word, I would do such and such. So he doesn't. If Muhammad is the best person, if a human being doesn't know the right, what about the others? No one can say that he is in the level of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whoever he is. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself said it, by himself that he doesn't know the right. So swearing by someone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could be major shirk or major kufr. And it could be minor kufr or minor shirk if he thinks that he is not higher, but he is doing this. So we have to be so careful. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us in the hadith, من كان حالفاً فليحلف بالله Whoever wants to swear, he should swear by Allah Tabarak Wa Ta'ala. Living swearing is better. Don't use swearing because Allah told us in his holy book, وَلَا تَجْعَلُ اللَّهَ عُرْضَةً لِأَيْمَانِكُمْ Some people, subhanAllah, they are, وَاللَّهِ 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 You need to swear in every time. In fact, sometimes the person who is using a lot of swearing, Seems that he's having in mind that he's lying, but he's trying to make his saying strong. But he's lying. So it shows that the person who's making a lot of swearing is a liar. Why to swear? You swear only when you really need it. So Allah told us in his holy book, وَلَا تَجْعَلُوا اللَّهَ عُرْضَةً لِأَيْمَانِكُمْ So don't use this old wallahi, wallahi, wallahi. If you need one day to swear, swear. Okay, fine. You are right. You are you are telling the truth, no problem. But not every time. Not every single minute. Ibn Masrud, the third hadith, I think, the second hadith, third hadith, he said something strange. Of course, Ibn Masrud, one of the best of Sahaba. And he was one of the best of Sahaba who knows about Quran and Tafsir of Quran. Allah anhu, he said, I knew each ayah in Quran, where it was descended and what time. Did you notice that? He, Allah anhu, knew each ayah of Quran, when it was descended and where. La ilaha illallah. Bin Mas'ud says, in this hadith, or other we say, it's okay, it is better for me to swear by Allah Lying. To swear with lying by Allah than to swear by someone other than Allah while I'm not lying, but telling the truth. You get this point? He's 
He said that we have to kill him now. A person who swears by Allah, but he lies. He swears that he, he prayed with Jama'ah tonight and he didn't. He swears by Allah Ta'ala. That's of course a major sin. A major sin. Be careful. Major sin means what? Worse than haram. Higher than haram. Like Zina, drink alcohol and so on. But the other one, to swear by someone other than Allah that's polytheism, which is worse than major sin. Although the Messiah will not do both. He never did any one of these. But just to show the level. To warn Muslims from falling into swearing by someone other than Allah. He's telling us that it is better for me to swear by Allah even if I am lying, instead of swearing by someone other than Allah even if I am telling the truth. To show us how dangerous the case of swearing by someone other than Allah. This is unfortunately, you will find a lot of Muslims, they are taking this so easy. They swear sometimes by anything. Sometimes if they want to make it so strong, he swears by someone other than Allah by a Khalandar Baba or by his children or by his father or by his life and so on. The hadith, the next one is, Hudayr ibn al-Yamar radiallahu anhu said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, don't say if Allah and that such and such guy will. Now, and he said, giving the same level, equality. But say, what Allah will, then such and such person. Then here we give sequence. So first Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greatest, then the other guy. And of course in the other hadith he said, he mentioned that he told us not to say this at all, to say, MashaAllah, wahda. MashaAllah. If Allah wants, if Allah will, it will happen. InshaAllah. InshaAllah, it will happen. Uh, don't take this, inshaAllah, as uh, they made fun of us in the West. When they come in here, or to some Muslim countries, they say, you Muslims have IBM. Not the computer, or the company. No, IBM means, inshaAllah, bukra ma'alish. And they make fun of us in this case. InshaAllah, bukra ma'alish. Yani, they say, if you say, inshaAllah, means you are lying. SubhanAllah. We made them to understand this bad image of Islam and of um, Insha'Allah. Well, if a true Muslim is really doing Islam and he's using the Insha'Allah in the correct place, then he will be right. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in Surah Al-Kahf, وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدًا إِلَّا أَيَّ شَاءَ Never say I will do this tomorrow. And if you say, you say Insha'Allah. Except if you have already put in mind that it's, 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 uh, Allah willing. But it's better to use insha'Allah and teach your children to use insha'Allah because it's the word that will save you from saying things that you are not going to do. Okay, I'm planning to, tomorrow to do such and such case, insha'Allah. I will go such and such place tomorrow, insha'Allah. Barakah is there. When you mention the name of Allah Ta'ala, you will get barakah. Why to run for barakah from graves? Ask barakah, mashallah, huh? Just one touch of the grave to the body and he's going to be a horse. Hey, habib, barakah is available. Barakah is only for Allah Ta'ala. And the only one who gives barakah is Allah Ta'ala. Ask him. Ask him. Use his name, because his name is the barakah. Use his book. Recite it, it's barakah. Recite the hadith of Muhammad Sallam, because another wahi, barakah. Salah is barakah. 
Good talking to your brother, that was barakah. All these are barakah. Barakah means you're going to have more and more in your life. You're going to be happy in your life. That's barakah. Barakah is not to have more money. As we said before, barakah doesn't mean your account in the, in the bank is 10,000 riyals, with barakah it will be 12,000 riyals. No. But actually, your account is 10,000 riyals, with barakah it will be more and more. Because it will be, inshallah, beneficial for you. And without barakah it will be a lot less. Even the number is the same. Especially if you think that bad Muslim who is using the money in the wrong way, he is hurting himself with the money. That means there is no barakah. And if he is using the money in the correct way, he is helping himself and he is benefiting himself, that's barakah. Back to the case of barakah, just put your mind in saying, MashaAllah, InshaAllah, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. Always make dua when you see something you like, oh, MashaAllah. Why do you say MashaAllah? Because this is going to prevent the evil eye from you or from your qareeb. Muhammad orders to do so. When you see something you like, you say, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, MashaAllah, La quwwata illa billah, and some other words in there. But not to say, MashaAllah. Last Atharan here is the case of Ibrahim al Nakhai, one of the best Tabi'een. He was born in 47 Hijriya, died in 96 Hijriya. He was one of the best ulama after Sahaba. He, he used to hate or dislike to say, A'udhu billahi wa bika. I seek refuge from Allah and from you. Seek refuge. We talked about that in the first glorification before. Uh, but you can say, I seek refugee by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then by you, then by you, then. Because and gives the same equality and then gives the sequence. Same thing with Lawla Allah, it's all because of Allah and such and such. Say, it's all because of Allah, then such and such. Uh, but it's better to say, of course, it's all because of Allah. That will save you from every case. Seeking refugee, just to cause this case, is it allowed? Or is it haram? Is it politicism? It depends. APC. APC. What's that? APC. Have you heard of it? APC. Alive, present, capable. Alive, present, capable. If a person is alive and present and capable, you can ask him to help you. You can't seek refugee from him. From him. Okay? If you are in the water in a swimming pool, you are not a good swimmer, and you seek refuge from someone who is standing in the edge of the pool, he's alive? Yes, of course he's alive. He's present, and if my eyes goes, and he's capable, because he's standing. If I seek refuge from him, it's okay, because he's alive, present, capable. But if he's not there, if he's dead person, oh, because he's biased, I, I, I'm, I'm drowning in a swimming pool or in the sea or in the river, you know, first thing comes to my mind to call such and such Khalander Baba. Ah, that's dangerous. This person will not help me at all. So this is polarism. Or I seek refugee, or refugee from a person who is not around, he's not present, he's not there. That's very dangerous. It could mean that I'm believing that he is having superpower. Or, I'm seeking refugee from a person who is a handicap. A guy who is sitting in here, in his wheelchair, then I ask him to help me to carry the table. 
Where does it be? Out of mind? Could be. Or, I believe that he's having some certain power that he's hiding. So I'm really having something special about him that's the steps of shaitan to politics. Clear, inshallah, and sound. I hope I have explained as much as I can. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. And Jazakumullah khair for listening. the subject of polyphism have been discussed so much so brothers are not having much of questions about it. Say, we'll see you inshallah next week. Take care of yourself. Assalamu alaikum wa